Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuwana's Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Back where it all started. How about this? We're coming to you live from the Rockin' R Bar, downtown Bozeman, Montana. Welcome in. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy to have taken the radio show on the road again. And we're back to the place where I first started the Big Sky Breakdown podcast years and years ago. Amazing how things come full circle. We are on hand here at the Rockin' R Bar because... We are now about four hours away from the FCS playoff game between William and Mary and the Montana State Bobcats, the fifth-seeded tribe taking on MSU. Both these teams, conference champions. Both these teams have had exceptional seasons, and uh, one of these teams will move into the FCS Final Four while the other one will be going home. Huge one tonight, 8-15 kickoff from Bobcat Stadium, and uh, we are here to get you all set up for it. Big show today, as it always is, on your Friday. We got free pizza for you coming up a little bit after the 5 o'clock hour. Friday Pie Day uh, presented by Front Street Pizza, downtown Missoula. We also uh, have a couple other things going on. They have some sweet specials down here. So if you're by chance listening, you're in the Bozeman area. I know a lot of you out there listen to us via the live stream, via the podcast, watch us on television. And uh, if you're in, in and around the neighborhood, come on down here. They got some sweet stuff going on down here at the Rocket R Bar. They got $3 Bobcat shots all month long in commemoration of the late and great Sonny Holland, the greatest Bobcat of them all. He passed away last weekend at the age of 84, but they'll be honoring him, and uh, $1 of every $3 will go into the coaches' fund for the Montana State coaches, so come hang out with us down here uh, at the R-Bar. We'll be joined in just a minute by Keaton Galoglis, the voice of the Montana State Bobcats, doing a great job here in his first year. He's sitting in with us here uh, at the R-Bar. We're also going to hear from Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll hear from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And then our guy, Coach Ty. Coach Ty Gregorak, the lead analyst for Skyline Sports and the color commentator for all Bobcat football games during the regular season. He'll sit in with us to take you home. So there you go. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Sweet scene down here at the R-Bar already. We got here about 2.30 and the World Cup match between Argentina and the Netherlands was wrapping up. What a fun match it was. Went all the way uh, to, to uh, a shootout, and Argentina ends up coming out on top. I know that there's varying opinions of soccer around America, but when it goes to shootouts and the loser goes home in the World Cup, I don't know if you get much better uh, in terms of pure sports. We're sitting here now with a guy who's become a friend of mine here during this fall season, and a guy who's doing a great job as the voice of the Bobcats. Keaton Glogley joins us here uh, on Nuanas Now. What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Ready to go, man. Let's go. It's game day. It is game day. So first of all, uh, just take us through uh, just what this uh, year's been like for you. I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you take a new job. As we always tell everybody, if you're in this line of work, no matter if you're you know, as a sports writer, radio broadcaster, or whatever, it's really tough covering mediocre or bad teams. You get to sit shotgun now covering the team that goes and wins their first Big Sky title in 10 years. So what have you thought of the ride so far? 
Man, it's been fun. It's been a whirlwind. So I was doing minor league baseball before this, and I left that season early to take this job. So uh, I was still in baseball season until August 15th. I was like 120 games into the year. So it, it had been a grind at that point. Uh, and then I got over here just uh, kind of like two weeks before our first radio show with Brent. So it, it was a whirlwind. It was a lot in a good way. Um, but it's been fun, man. You know, look, when you're covering the mediocre teams, that's when you make your money. That's, that's how you know if you're <laughs> good right, or media right. or not. Um, but this has just been such a special ride. It's been so much fun. And I'm so grateful to everybody that's made it so easy. Everybody at Bob Bobcat Sports Properties, all our whole team doing the games between Dan Davies, Mikey Ryder, Dylan McPhail, everybody at the stations and stuff. So uh, that's really that's really made it easy and it's allowed me to just focus and, and put out the best content we can. Speaking of Mikey Ryder, one of my good buddies, and uh, he actually just texted me, which reminds me, uh, we're going to talk all the way around this uh, FCS playoffs, four matchups, as well as this one at Bozeman tonight. But breaking news just before we went on the air, uh, the coaching carousel in the Big Sky Conference has been spinning rapidly. We've already seen Cal Poly come open and become closed with Bo Baldwin moving on uh, from Cal Poly to take the offensive coordinator job at Arizona State and uh, Paul Wolf getting uh, promoted internally. We've already seen Northern Colorado become open and closed. Ed McCaffrey dismissed. Ed Lamb in. We saw Jay Hill leave Weber State uh, just a couple days ago. He's taking the BYU job. Uh, a BYU defensive coordinator job. So Weber State remains open. And then Idaho State, Charlie Raggle is actually the first one to jump on the coaching carousel. He also is headed to Arizona State. But Idaho State, as of just a few minutes ago, is now officially closed. Cody Hawkins, the offensive coordinator at UC Davis, the son of Dan Hawkins, will take over at Idaho State. Interesting hire. Bruce Barnum was the other finalist. He was at Portland State these last eight years. And Barney had been at Idaho State for like six years, so I actually thought he had the inside track there. Uh, I think there's a lot you could say about that. We'll talk about it throughout the rest of the show. But your news of the day, Cody Hawkins, the new head coach uh, at Idaho State. For Keaton, Keaton Glogley joining us here on uh, Nuanas Now. The, this time of year is a huge crossover season for you. What was how, how did Bobcat Hoops look last night? That's a pretty good win. Yeah, they're really coming along, man. They got a lot of talent. I know there's a lot of questions, obviously, coming sure. in. A couple of new point guards that are trying to kind of piece it together. Raekwon Battle stepping into a bigger role. He's had some big moments. So it, it's coming along. And that, that last road trip out to, to Canada and uh, and to southern Utah, that was a grind. That was a long trip. Even Sprinkle talked about it. Like, guys started to lose conditioning because there's days you just can't you run. You just can't run, right. right. So they're coming along. Patrick McMahon, one of the young kids who came down from uh, Alaska, sure. he looked awesome uh, last night. And Robert Ford, the the number two point guard right now, had transferred from Idaho State. He had his best game of the year. He just he found another level last night. So if you got those two guys plus a Jed Miller, a freshman from California, uh, who's getting some time at the point, it, it's getting deep. There's six guys in double figures last night. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy the way that they have to schedule these days, too. I mean, the Bobcats yeah. are the Big Sky Conference champions. The Brick is a tough place to play. Bozeman's a tough place to get to in the winter. So, I mean, what, they've had two home games and, what, like eight or nine road games already? So, uh, but it's not a, uh, a unique problem to Montana State. I mean, I talked to South Dakota State's head coach the other night after they played in Missoula, and, shoot, he's like, yeah, man, we haven't been home in six days. <laughs> like, these guys are so tired. So, sort of just the way it goes for non-conference men's basketball at this day and age. Yeah, and it's, it's up and down. I think this, I think this was Sprinkle's fifth D1 home game in his four years. Like, it's hard, you know. For the that's, non-conference, that's it's tough. And now, the, the silver lining of it is, by the time you get to Big Sky play, you're going to be battle-tested. The, the Cats on the bas- on the hardwood have seen ev- absolutely every style of play you could have seen at this point. So they're going to be ready. They're going to be battle-tested. They're going to be callous by the time Big Sky play starts. You want us now ESPN Radio? It is a Florence Coffee Company Friday. We already had our Floco earlier this morning because we had to get on the highway, drive 200 miles this way uh, to get to Bozeman, Montana. We are coming to you live. Uh, from the Rockin' R-Bar. Keaton Glogley, the voice of the Montana State Bobcats, joining us live here uh, from the R-Bar. What's been uh, the most interesting part about this Bobcat team to you so far this year? Ooh, man, that is a tough one. Maybe that there's no All-Americans on this team and no yeah. real kind of, who do you pick as your MVP? Like, I I don't know. If you had to pick an MVP, who would you pick right now on this Bobcat team? Man, that's a really interesting question. Brian Armstrong, the offensive yeah, line coach, I have right? one in my mind. Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's also, I mean, Tommy Mallott, I know that, there's so much debate about him. He's not a traditional style quarterback. I think some would say he leaves something to be desired throwing the football, but also they don't even really have any intent on throwing the football. 
But I just think the way that he guides the whole thing, I mean, he's the mechanism of the whole thing. He's one of the best athletes in the league. He's one of the best leaders in the league. So uh, it's hard to say uh, it, it's it, he's at least in the running for Bobcat MVP. Well, and it's hard to say that he's the most valuable player because Sean Chambers stepped That's in when right. he went hurt, That's right? right. That's uh, right. I think if I had to pick one, though, I'd pick uh, the offensive line is the reason the team's in this position. For sure. Who's the returner and the cap of that? That's, That's the right. center, Justice Perkins. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably say him. So I think that's been uh, kind of one of the, the most interesting things. And then the other part is just getting to know Brent Vegan and starting to see how he runs this entire operation. You know, I talk to him three or four times a week for, you know, four shows and sure. content. So it, it's been really fun just kind of getting a feel for that and starting to see how he's developed as a head coach in his second year. Uh, that is one of the big storylines is just the fact that Vegan has made this program his own program in such short order. I mean, I think that around here, as we sit uh, in Bozeman, people were freaking out when Jeff Choate left because Choate was such a transcendent personality. Uh, he was such an inspirational guy, so intense. Uh, but Vegan has absolutely made the program 100% his. And I think his steady hand is one of the biggest factors the Bobcats being at this point playing in the FCS quarterfinals tonight. Yeah, steady hand is the right term. And, and you know, and everybody still continues to tip their cat to Coach Choate. Like, you're not in this position totally. if he hadn't done what he had done. And, hey, Choates are still scoring touchdowns when Jory Choate had the <laughs> touchdown right, in right. Cat Grizz. But, no, that steady hand is important because we have seen a lot of up and ups and downs this year. It's not like this has been some Cinderella miracle season, right? There have been decimating injuries. There have been ups and downs in more ways than one throughout the season. So I think that part's been really uh, impressive. And then watching the way Brent, and we're starting to see more of this come out now in some of the content that's coming out, just the way he elevates his energy and intensity on game day and the way he does it, right? It, he's It's kind of a, a little Star Wars vibe where he's on the light side versus the dark side where <laughs> he's trying to motivate his guys with love, right? He's trying to totally. motivate his guys to perform well for their brother, for their teammate, and that has been really interesting to watch kind of manifest, and that's something he had picked up when he was uh, a coach at, at North Dakota State all those years ago. So it, that part has been really interesting as well to watch. King Glogley joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He is the voice of the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, I love talking to you and Riley Corcoran because the play-by-play guys, you, you dive so deep into the opponent, too, because you got to know all their names. you got to study all this stuff. So, um, you know, it's almost like you learn a subject, you, you master a subject within a week. It's like a college class, but it only lasts a week. Uh, William & Mary from Williamsburg, Virginia, the champions of the Colonial Athletic Association. What have you learned about the tribe so far this week? Yeah, this is a big year for them. Uh, they had been picked, I think it was sixth in the CAA coming into this season. Uh, their only loss was to Elon at home. So they're rolling, and it really started with their quarterback. Uh, you know, he was a younger guy who they didn't really know what they were going to get from him, and he's really uh, developed. But they are incredibly uh, creative. You know, yeah. we're going to see a lot of different formations, a lot of different looks, a lot of, similar uh, to the Bobcats. So that part, I think, will be one of the more interesting parts. And that offensive line, man, they've got some size. they got three 300-pounders sure. on that offensive line. So they're going to shove some guys around. And I think the biggest thing that the Cats have going for them is that, A, it's a night game. It's going to be about 10 o'clock body clock time for these kids. For sure. It's going to be cold, right? It's been 50, 60 degrees over there. And the elevation, for sure, too. So that's going to be big. I mean, this is the farthest west that William & Mary has ever traveled. They've never played this far west of the Mississippi before, so that part's going to be interesting and they're going to be really tough for them. So, you know, as long as this, this Bobcats defense does what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, I think the Bobcats are in a very good position, but you give up a couple of big plays, especially through the air, I think that's when things get really interesting because William & Mary can absolutely score. The, uh, the formula for Montana State has been so simple this year. You outrush the opponent, you win the turnover battle, and you're going to win. I think that's where William and Mary can actually dig their heels in a little bit because at this point it's tried and true. You're not stopping the Bobcat run game. I mean, they've rushed for 225 yards against everybody they've played, including Oregon State, and they've rushed for 300, what, seven or eight times? It's been crazy to watch. William and Mary, top five rushing offense in the country as well. I mean, like you said, they got uh, an impressive-looking offensive line. Uh, their head coach, Mike London, he told me earlier this week that's been uh, the, quote, catalyst to everything they've done. I mean, Colby Sorsdahl, their offensive tackle, is a first-team All-American. He's an NFL guy. Uh, so 
again, I don't think you can stop the Bobcat run game, but you might be able to counter it by being able to uh, manifest a run game yourself. I think that's going to be one of the keys of the game. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, talking to their radio broadcaster, Jay Colley, he's been there for like 40 years, so he's seen everything for William & Mary. His kind of key was whoever gets the most three and outs, you know, whoever can get those defensive stops here and there. So, you know, it's not like William & Mary's defense needs to be otherworldly. They just need to be a little bit better than the Montana State defense. So, you know, the Cats, you know, they were very methodical in that game last week For against sure. Weber State, right? I, I wouldn't call it conservative, but you just never saw any panic, even when they got into third and long on the other side of the 50-yard line. So I think that is going to be key for Montana State. But if William & Mary gets a stop or two, I mean, we have seen this Montana State offense occasionally kind of stall out. Think of the Northern Arizona game. It was four straight punts for Bryce Lighton. But at the same time, they didn't have they didn't have Sean Chambers at that point, right. and he is just such a wild card. And obviously, they didn't have Isaiah Fonse, who's now going to really be himself. Last week was kind of the uh, the Bambi on ice, just kind of feeling things out. For sure. He's ready to rock now. It'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see how it all plays out. You can find Keaton's calls on the Bobcat Radio Network across the state of Montana. And uh, crazy, we're four hours to kick now. You maybe need a nap before we go to this one, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, right? We got a little caffeine. Uh, I'll get over there about three hours before kick. I slept in a little bit today because we had the basketball game last night. But, I mean, whatever, man. It, once you get going, like, the hey. adrenaline and the energy at that stadium, like, you think you're taking a nap in that booth? No chance. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, go check Keaton's stuff out on the Bobcat Radio Network. You can also find him uh, on Twitter and across all the various social media platforms. Thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate you, having me. Uh, appreciate you coming by. Yeah, absolutely. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Stay tuned. A little later on in the show, we're going to give you the opportunity to win some free pizza, courtesy of Front Street Pizza in Missoula. Front Street Pizza located right downtown on Front Street, right below Rome Student Housing. They have traditionally sourced delicious pizza by the slice or by the pizza pie. We'll be giving you the opportunity to win a free large pizza from Front Street coming up uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to take an early break here on Nuanas Now. We'll be back. We have five storylines to discuss about this Montana State season as a whole, as well as about this football game here on Friday night from Bobcat Stadium. Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com will join us next. Don't change the dial. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. They were playing Allison Chains when I walked into the R Bar, so I figured they must have known that we were coming. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. If you don't see us in the ESPN MT studio, it's because we're not there. We are here live from the Rockin' R Bar, downtown Bozeman, Montana, and we are now a little bit less than four hours away from Montana State's quarterfinal playoff football game. We got eight teams remaining, two of them from the Big Sky Conference. Three different FCS playoff games will play out tonight across the United States, including one right here in Bozeman, Bobcat Stadium, 8.15 p.m., uh, the kickoff between William and Mary, the fifth seed in the bracket, and the Bobcats, the fourth seed in the bracket. This is a battle between the Co-Big Sky Conference champion Bobcats and the Colonial Athletic Association champions, the William and Mary tribe. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, joining us here now live from the R-Bar. Uh, if you're in and around the neighborhood, come on down here. 
This is a, they got all sorts of fun specials, including one that's going not just tonight, but all month long. The uh, tragic news earlier uh, this weekend, I guess this last weekend, Sonny Holland, the greatest Bobcat of them all, passed away over the weekend at the age of 84. A life well lived, uh, a legend among us, and uh, definitely one of the most influential people in the history of sports in the state of Montana, but particularly in Bozeman and at Montana State. But all month long, the Rock and Arbor will have $3 Bobcat shots, and $1 of the $3 will go to the Bobcat Coaches Fund. So if you want to support Montana State football and uh, Montana State's coaching staff, head on down the Rock and Arbor. You can get Bobcat shots all month long for $3, and a dollar of that's going to go towards supporting Montana State's football coaching staff. You can also get, uh, they got burger and beer specials going on all evening long as well. So if you need somewhere to hang out before the game, we're less than four hours to kick off down there. Uh, at Bobcat Stadium. Brooks, before we get to some of the um, most fun storylines, I think, about this Bobcat football team to this point, the news of the day, Idaho State no longer open. We were talking about this on the drive over here. Uh, Bruce Barnum was one of the finalists, the Portland State head coach, as well as Cody Hawkins, UC Davis offensive coordinator. Idaho State just announced right before the show that it's going to be hot. Cody Hawkins only 34 years old, only been coaching for a few years, but he is now the new head coach at Idaho State. Uh, what did you think of this? I think we both were kind of thinking that it was definitely going to be Bruce Barnum, but not so fast. Yeah, especially because Barney spent you know a lot of years in Pocatello. I mean, he was an offensive line coach, an offensive coordinator. I think we counted at least six, if not seven, seasons in Pocatello for Coach Barnum. Yep. Um, I think 99 to 2006. So, so you think that you got someone that likes Pokey, you got someone that has history there, that's recruited Idaho. Yeah. It seems like a borderline home run. That was the biggest guy. But you know what? Why not mix it up? Why sure. not do something sure. new? I'm, I'm actually not surprised that they're going to try to, you know, put some new energy into that program. Cody Hawkins does have big sky ties, haven't been at UC Davis these last couple years. He's obviously the son of Dan Hawkins, the head coach at UC Davis. But it is a little bit outside the big sky fraternity comparatively. I mean, I think that's been what we've seen over and over again lately. When, when jobs open up, they just get filled by the good old boys of the Big Sky Conference. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, it, it is sort of, I don't know. I mean, there's just a, such a level of familiarity to all of it, right? I mean, Ed Lamb comes in and takes over at Northern Colorado. Paul Wolf comes over and comes in and takes over at Cal Poly. So, and we'll see where Weaver State goes, but it is just so interesting that uh, you have so much familiarity amongst the coaches uh, in this little coaching pool, this little coaching tree. And you're just with when you make that kind of decision, Coulter, you're you're trying to go 500. At, that's just like what you're setting yourself up for. Right. You know enough to get three or four wins. You don't know enough to you're going to get three or four losses, and you're just going to be mediocre. With a, a hire like Cody Hawkins, you're probably going to hit a home run, or you're going to be able to get. And, and pivot away from it quickly because yeah. you're going to have a have a disaster on your hands. I like the the black and white nature of it. The uh, other games around the FCS playoffs are as follows: We are about an hour away from Fordham, the sixth seed, playing at third seeded North Dakota State. Fordham, this is an amazing stat. This is courtesy of Dom Izzo, who's a TV guy. Oh, excuse me, uh, Sanford, not Fordham. Uh, <laughs> good catch, uh, Sanford of the uh, SOCON, the Southern Conference. Uh, they will play at North Dakota State, and uh, Sanford has, hadn't been on a plane since 2016. How? I don't even know, man. And I mean, You for, bus everywhere? You just uh, play I, in just guess, in that little, like, 400 miles? I mean, they're in Alabama. I just don't know. You know, it's not like it's that close to, to that many things. So thought that was a striking stat. Also, though, I mean, tried and true over and over, Go to the Fargo Dome, your season ends. That's just basically how it goes. North Dakota State moved to 33-1 and in uh, FCS playoff home games over the last 11 years. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if uh, if Sanford can go in there and then give North Dakota State a run. But that's your first FCS playoff game tonight. There's three of them on the docket tonight. Then at 8-15, our game here, uh, William & Mary at Montana State. Uh, that's a matchup between the Co-Big Sky Conference champion Bobcats and the Colonial Athletic Association champion William & Mary. Two 11-win teams, uh, two teams that have had tremendous years so far. And then your third and final game of Friday night, that one kicks off at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. local time on the West Coast as second-seeded Sacramento State hopes to keep it going against seventh-seeded Incarnate Word. And then your fourth quarterfinal game, 
of the FCS playoffs. Number eight, Holy Cross, one of the only two remaining undefeated teams in the FCS, along with Sacramento State. They're the eight seed. They come from Boston, Massachusetts, to take on South Dakota State in Brookings. 10 a.m. kick uh, from uh, South Dakota State's campus there tomorrow morning. We've seen, Brooks, the FCS bracket go chalk so far. All eight seeds advance. We have nothing but seeded teams playing now in the final eight. What, if any, is there any team that has an opportunity for an upset here? Any of the lower-seeded teams have an opportunity to bounce from the higher-seeded teams? I think Incarnate Word definitely has a chance. For sure. They, they've had a big season, man, and they, they have dynamic play at quarterback and receiver. They're going to put up points, but, you know, Sac State has as well. So I could see that being a shootout. Right now the sports books have that at six-and-a-half-point favorite for the home team of Sacramento State Hornets. You know, especially the late-night kick in California, Coulter. The weather's okay, which it was not last week in Sac. Uh, they had a downpour, and it was raining like crazy there. And they, you know, Sacramento State had to, had to win a close one in the fourth quarter. If the weather's good, the conditions are right, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Incarnate Word could definitely pull that one out. Dueling storylines, too, because uh, Troy Taylor, the three-time reigning Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, he shared it a couple times, but he has been one of the coaches of the year in the Big Sky all three seasons at Sac State. He's 23-1. and one. I guess Big Sky Conference playing. He's got the Hornets undefeated this year, and they got their first playoff win in school history. Well, he is now one of the finalists for Stanford. There's been multiple reports that there was two finalists. Bruce Feldman, who is my go-to guy for big-time college football reporting, he says there's three finalists. The initial two finalists that were reported, though, Jason Garrett, former of the da- formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, and Troy Taylor, Sac State's head coach. Feldman says there's a third candidate. Garrett bowed out of the race. Uh, yesterday on Twitter said, hey, thanks for the opportunity at Stanford, but I'm, I'm very excited to continue doing my TV stuff uh, with Football Night in America and uh, covering Notre Dame for NBC. And so uh, that then points to Troy Taylor maybe having the inside track, but there also might be this mystery candidate. We'll see. But the reason it's dual storylines is Incarnate Words coach uh, G.J. Uh, G. Kine, he's already been offered and signed with Texas State, so he's on his way out the door and so you got uh, two coaches that maybe have potential movement, but I don't think that's a, a maybe a, a motivator on either side because both both schools are going uh, through it. So it should be interesting to see uh, how that one plays out. But I do agree. I mean, Incarnate Word has been electric on offense so far this year. They've been a good program uh, over the last several years. Amazing to see how fast you can build um, perennial contenders when you are sitting there in the state of Texas. They're located uh, in San Antonio. Brooks Nuanas, SkyLineSportsMT.com. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here on your radio dial. Uh, maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. We are not in studio because we are here live from the Rock and R Bar, downtown Bozeman, Montana, getting you all set up for the uh, FCS quarterfinal playoff game between the Bobcats and the tribe of William and Mary Gotta say thanks to Andrew Houghton, our guy in the back, our producer, for uh, getting us on the airwaves today. And uh, thanks to Tommy and Jeff and everybody else that uh, keeps us on the road as the traveling radio show continues. We're going to talk more about William & Mary and and learn about this team here to wind down our number one. But, Brooks, I want to talk about this Bobcat team. This uh, has been one of the most compelling programs of the conference for the last several years. I mean, basically since the... uh, the free fall of, of the Rob Ash program at Montana State, there's been a lot of eyes on Montana State football, both because Ash was the winningest coach in school history, he won multiple Big Sky Conference championships, and then sort of saw it unravel and got fired. And uh, there was so much of an emphasis put on the rivalry and maintaining the momentum and capitalizing on a lot of the resources that Montana State has at, at its disposal. They hired this Dynamo and Jeff Choate, who struggled mightily right out the gates, but then it clicks and he gets it rolling and they beat the Grizz four years in a row, but more importantly, at least from my perspective, got it rolling on a national level, started winning playoff games, and all Brett Vegan's done is, is come in here and take it to yet another level, uh, so it's been very fascinating to watch. That's my I, I got five things that I think are the most interesting thing about the Cats right now. I think that one of the most interesting things about this Bobcat team is how and a lot of it's circumstance, a lot of it's luck. But they haven't missed a beat since Brett Vegan took over. And in a lot of ways, for as much as Choate was beloved and as much as people were very worried when he left, Brett Vegan has made this Montana State program all his own. 
And I think that that was fully affirmed. And I think the last question mark he had left was, can he beat the rival? And they did it in resounding fashion. Didn't punt one time in a 55-21 win over the Grizz. So um, what have you thought of Brett Vegan's uh, just ascension and his ability to, to sort of make this Bobcat football team all his own so quickly? Yeah, well, Colter, I think there's a lot of factors in into it. I think one of the main factors is it's easier to get stability in a program and take it to a new level when you have a foundation. You know, he would, totally. not, not that he didn't have to build a foundation that was his own, but there was a foundation of a player-run program. There was culture here, and there was 70, 75% of a roster that was intact and ready to play. That's a huge element as far as taking a program from nationally relevant to nationally elite. Yeah. And that was what Brent Began was able to do. Um, winning playoff games in Bozeman. Um, should not be a shock to people, but it, it, it eluded the Bobcats for a really long time. And for now sure. and now it's been a consistent um, standard, and it, it is the expectation. So you have to assume that Brent Vegan is not going to let that slide anytime soon. I mean, he's done a really, really good job, as you mentioned, Coulter, putting his own flair on a program that was already established with a lot of players. Deep culture within the, 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 the locker room, and you have to think that that COVID year, that extra year in there, there's some guys on this within this program that have been there six or seven years. That's right. Really starts to help establish leadership when you have older guys with so much experience. I think all those factors play into also adding to his amazing coaching abilities. Going to Dow ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are coming to you live from downtown. Bozeman, Montana, down here at the Rockin' Arbar, 211 Main Street. Come hang out with us if you are uh, in the area. Got plenty of time for pregame, pregame drinks and eats and all that sort of stuff. No kickoff until 8.15 here uh, at Bobcat Stadium. So uh, we'll keep getting you all set up. William and Mary, the tribe from Williamsburg, Virginia, here uh, in Bozeman to take on MSU. Uh, the number two storyline I identified of this cat team that makes them so interesting they got, they got a Montana-made quarterback, and not only is he Montana-made, but Tommy Watt hails from Butte, America. That, I think, comes with a certain mystique, uh, a certain level of, of keen interest. Uh, Butte has always been a battleground between Montana and Montana State for talent and uh, for fandom and all of those sort of things. But it's been so, so long since you've had a true Montanan take the reins and be successful. I mean, Montana... They certainly had two of the best to ever do it, Dave Dickinson and John Edwards, both of them, who led Montana to national championships. Yeah, absolutely. But it hasn't, I mean, the Bobcats haven't had a Montana-made quarterback. Jake Bluskin had uh, his time when he was backing up Denarius McGee and got a couple starts because of injury. But as far as a true leader face of the program, guy that they're building the program around, it's been since Rob Compson in the 1990s. It's amazing. And Montana State's had a, a true Montana guy. And now they, they, don't, they don't just have one. He's not just a token. He's the face of the program. He's one of the faces of the university, and he's certainly one of the most important players on the team. And one of the faces of college football. I mean, Tommy sure. Malott has been, you know, his rise to stardom is, is one of the more impressive stories we've followed, Coulter, because when that match was lit, it ignited the entire thing. You know, he didn't start till, till last year in the playoffs. and went on a three-game stretch like no one's ever seen, taking the Cats to the national championship in an unfortunate leg inj- injury. With someone who uses their feet in the running game so much, you got to expect, man, you break both legs or both bones in your lower leg, that's going to be a, a long comeback. And you're going to have to start to worry about, does this guy have the arm talent to be able to compensate for a leg injury that may take away some of that skill set? It didn't, didn't take away a drop of it. This guy was dialed. The injury was clean. Surgery went well. And he's been back and running the FCS amok. I mean, he is, you talked about being the face of a program. Uh, he's the face of this conference, the Big Sky Conference, as well as one of the faces of FCS football. And guess what, man? He's only a sophomore. That's the most, uh, in terms of the long view, the, uh, the, the the wide lens of this thing. And we'll get to that a little later on. But Montana State, their, their, their core, especially on offense, uh, is all sophomores. And, Colton, you talked about it being a Montana-made quarterback. Well, there's a lot of guys from Montana on offensive line, too. And I think that's sure. so da- darn important. Montana and Montana State both have been able to develop in-state linemen. Some of the leaders on that offensive line are Montana kids. I mean, Justice Perkins from Bozeman, Montana, Marcus Ware before he got hurt, uh, building central guy. Cole Sain, although he went to St. John Bosco Prep, he's got deep ties to, to the Bitterroot Valley. I think his dad's from Hamilton. So they definitely have some guys that uh, they understand Montana and their head coach, of course, or their, their offensive line coach, excuse me, of course, Brian Armstrong, who hails from Helena and a uh, Montana Western alum. 
bringing down some of the most interesting things about Montana State football as they prepare to play a quarterfinal football game here uh, in Bozeman, Montana. I think that one of the most un- uh, the, one of the other most impressive parts about this, Brooks, is last year's senior class for the Bobcats were was not only in in the, the number of wins and the success and the run to the FCS national championship, not only in their their ability to to have success cumulatively, they were also one of, if not the most talented classes we've ever covered. And, I, I mean, that's an objective truth when you look at, you know, Lance McCutcheon started on Thursday Night Football last night for the Rams. Daniel Hardy played a bunch last night on Thursday Night Football for the Rams. Lewis Kidd has been an on-and-off starter for the New Orleans Saints on the offensive line. And then, of course, Trey Anderson, a second-round draft pick, a guy who uh, is certainly in the future plans for the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So the fact that Brent Vegan was bold enough to proclaim in the offseason and all through fall camp that he thought this team was better and that he thought the offensive line was going to be better and he thought that they had a chance to make an even deeper run. And what's a deeper run than a national championship run? That means winning it all. And he has said it over and over and over again. He's never wavered from it. And the fact that it turned out that he wasn't full of it, that he is correct, Absolutely. at least to this yep. point, is is such an unbelievable part of this storyline. I mean, I think that there's been so many moments for the cumulative organization to have panics. Jeff Choate leaves you know, after a, a weird, crazy, tumultuous, multiple-year offseason. Or, you know, you lose a guy like Troy Anderson who is one of the all-time faces of the program, not just one of the – he's one of the all-time faces in the history of this state. To, to not miss a beat after that is, has been, to me, the most impressive part of this journey. Yeah, and I think some of that, that time we talk about with the COVID season, Coulter, you talk about some of those, those seniors that you're trying to re- replace – you would have seen so many of the faces that are leaders now if those seniors weren't playing as early as they did. You know, you got guys like Troy Anderson and Lewis Kidd that have been playing for five full years, five-year starters. They played from freshmen. They played through COVID. They played. They started every top, every down that they had an ability to start. So you're building so much depth behind them of guys that you would have seen earlier, but now they're getting their chance to shine. So that leadership piece was a little bit of extra time during that COVID year as well as having such an amazing senior class that built some of the depth that Montana State is showing now. Nuanez now. Nuanez times two. Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com, rolling with us here uh, on your radio dial, on your television, and on the ESPN MT app. If you don't see us in the studio, because we're not there, we are here, downtown Bozeman, Montana. We are rolling at the Rockin' R Bar in the heart of Bozeman. Happy to be here. Thanks to Mike and Tim and, and everybody down here for uh, getting us all set up and uh, helping bring you uh, the traveling radio show from yet another fun and uh, familiar location. Going through some of the top and most interesting storylines for this Montana State football team as they prepare to take on William and Mary in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Uh, the fourth storyline that I identified, Brooks, that I think is so interesting is I, I, I've been around, the, I, I've been covering the Big Sky for 16 years. You've been rolling and doing this with me uh, at, between Bobcat Beat and Skyline Sports for almost a decade now. We have covered a variety of different teams. We've covered a variety of different teams that put an incredibly high priority on running the football. I mean, we covered some of the best rushing teams in terms of numbers in the history of college football when Cal Poly had it rolling with guys like Joe Prothbro and Chris Brown. I would still say this this team, this Montana State team, is the best team at running the ball of any team we've ever covered. And we've covered teams that were highlighted by Chase Reynolds and Lex Hilliard. We've covered teams that had guys like Cody Kirk. We've covered teams that had you know, guys like Josh Davis at Weber State and all the great Cal Poly guys and on and on and on down the line. I still think that this Bobcat team is peerless, and they've done it with so many different levels of adversity within the run game, and it hasn't mattered for one single moment. I mean... If you would have told me that Tommy Watt was going to get knocked out against Eastern Washington, their conference opener, and they wouldn't miss a beat, or that Isaiah Fonse wouldn't play in the regular season and they wouldn't miss a beat, or that Lane Sumner would be hurt for most of the year, still don't miss a beat. Kega Williams, out for the year. The guy that's supposed to save the day from San Diego State. None of it's mattered. I mean, they, they put walk-ons back there and rushed for 300 yards. It's just amazing to watch uh, just how dominant they've been in the run game. Yeah, on their way to, to setting the single-season school rushing record without their three or four best running uh, players with the ball, missing almost the entire season, including Tommy Malott being in and out of the roster. Colton, you know what I think the key to this is? 
I would love to watch all these games back on the All-22 film, get the end zone view, be able to hammer through it. But guess what? I don't get to do that because these games kick at 9.30 <laughs> at night. So when I, by the time I'm done and I like to rewatch the game, it's 3.30 in the morning. So I've not been watching them back the same as I usually do. But here's what I think is the key to it, is that they have five or six ball carriers, Colter. When you talk about a team like Cal Poly running the triple option, they have a dive back. They have a stretch back. They have a quarterback that can run it. Montana State can run it up the middle, and they can press the edge with every single ball carrier. That's there right. is no specialty. There is no, oh, this guy is in there running dive. Here comes the speed back. They're going to pitch it to the outside. None of it. They can all run it up the middle effectively, and every single player that touches the ball can press the edge, which is just so hard in the plus-one run game for a defense to handle. Well, that's exactly right. And when you, you hear it in defensive football all the time, set the edge, set the edge. Who's setting our edge? I mean, we always argue... But that's a true position defensively. You're an edge guy. You know, Patrick O'Connell, no Montana, stats, he's, man. A, he's an edge guy, right? Like, there's guys that are edges within their defense. Daniel Hardy was a great edge last year uh, for Montana State. Montana State's offensive line sets the edge, and then their superstar, H-back, fullback, tight end, whatever you want to call him, Derek Snell. And don't forget Trent Pickering. Trent Pickering has been excellent as well. I mean, if Pickering was on most, if not all, other teams in the Big Sky Conference, he would have been an all-Big Sky guy because he, he put up decent numbers catching the ball, but he also is great, again, at setting the edge. So I, I do think that uh, it is a cumulative effort, but one that's been tremendously impressive uh, all season long. We were talking about this on the, the way over, Brooks. The last, uh, the last most interesting thing about the Cats before we take a break is that football at Montana State has had great tradition and great success for the duration of the Big Sky Conference era. You talk about some of the great coaches that have come through uh, the Big Sky. They have made stops right here in Bozeman, whether it's Jim Sweeney or the late Sonny Holland or Sonny Lubick or Dave Arnold, who led Montana State to their first national title in 1984, or Rob Ash. The Bobcats have made the playoffs 11 times over the last 20 years. They've beaten their rival Grizz, I believe, 10 times over the last 20 years. So they've had all of these things that have been complete and utter measures of success. Yet, they haven't been truly top-of-the-mountain FCS elite. They've always been in the conversation as a team that's going to be good and make the playoffs. But hardly anybody's saying this is a national championship or bust. Uh, yeah, not at all. Program, not at all. Now here they are, one step away from going to the Final Four for the third year in a row. That would be one of the great runs the Big Sky's seen in the modern era. Yeah, I mean, even ever, man. I mean, for yeah. sure. I mean, even when Bobby Halk was at Montana, you know, the first time around, three national championship games in seven years. But there was also multiple times where they didn't even go to the the, the semis because they got, I mean, 20, 2007 when they got bounced by Wofford in the first round. Or you know, there's multiple times where they... And that might have been their best team, and you're still losing the playoffs. For, for sure, for sure. So for the Cats to be on the precipice of the Final Four for the third year in a row, to have made a run of the national championship, revamped their entire roster, and now are still a national championship contender. It's very impressive. But uh, as we've been debating and talking, uh, we were talking about this all week long, some of the factors within college football. And it's, it goes back to our old buddy Mike Kramer. Life's too good in the West. You know, No matter what happens in the West, your life is great. And we always reference this when we're talking about Arizona State or uh, CU in Boulder or you know, the edge isn't there. If the party doesn't suck when the team loses, the party's just the same no matter what, then how much does football matter there? Well, as we sit here in downtown Bozeman, Montana, we're surrounded by dozens, if not 100 Bobcat fans right now here at the R-Bar. If Montana State was to lose tonight, the party would suck. And that's the first time I think they could say that in the modern era. And I think it's a great testament to the university as a whole and the athletic department to where they've had this thing risen. It used to be that, man, by golly, what a good effort. Let's go have some beers, maybe commiserate for a second. But this thing's going to go on because we sure love our Bobcats. And now it would be tears. Now it would be an actual feeling of strife because we lost when we, sh we had expectations to not win this game but to win the whole thing. That's all you ever want from a program, and they've been able to seize that and rise to that moment. Going is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We are coming to you live from the Rockin' R Bar, downtown Bozeman, Montana. Brooks Nuanas, SkyOnSportsMT.com. Join me, Coulter Nuanas. We will give you some more details on what the uh, dynamic, powerful, and tough William and Mary tribe 
bring to town tonight a scouting report on the fifth-seeded team in the FCS playoffs next. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. We are closing in on the Elite Eight of the FCS playoffs. Welcome back, everybody. Coulter Nuanas coming to you live from the Rockin' R Bar, downtown Bozeman, Montana. Thanks so much for listening to Nuanas Now. If you don't see us in the studio, it's because we're not there. We are here. We are rolling uh, up until 6 p.m., 8.15 p.m. kick from Bobcat Stadium as Montana State gets set to host the tribe of William and Mary. Uh, very much looking forward to this one. And uh, we are only about 40 minutes away from the beginning of the quarterfinal round as uh, Sanford of the SOCON plays at North Dakota State. That game kicks at 5.30, so we will uh, give you updates of that as Nuanas now winds down. Let's learn a little bit about William and Mary, the tribe. They hail from Williamsburg, Virginia. William and Mary, the second oldest college in the United States of America. They were founded in 1693. That makes them older than every other school with the exception of Harvard. Harvard was founded in uh, 1636 and was once upon a time known as New College. So, uh, I mean, America didn't become a country until 1776, folks. So this, this school has been around for quite some time. Uh, the William & Mary counts Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, and John Tyler, all United States presidents as alums. And they've also been key not to the pivotal development uh, of several other big-time United States folks. Uh, even George Washington has a surveying certificate from uh, William and Mary and uh, he was actually also the college's first American chancellor back in 1788 when America was a wee 12 years old. One of the most interesting parts about William & Mary, this iteration of the football team to me, though, is the head coach. It's Mike London. He is a guy who's been around the FCS for, for some time. He played at Richmond. He started his coaching career at William & Mary in the 90s. He then returned to, to coach at Richmond and became the head coach for the Spiders. And he was the head coach for Richmond in 2008 and 2009, which is one of the best two-year stretches in the history of Richmond football. They won the FCS National Championship in 2008 and went back to the Elite Eight in 2009. That helped boost Coach London after just two years at his alma mater to take over at Virginia, a position he held there for seven seasons. Mike London's teams have long been known for their physicality, their toughness. Uh, I will never forget watching the 2008 National Championship game live and in person from Chattanooga, Tennessee, when Richmond shockingly destroyed Montana. They beat the Grizzlies 24-7. That Grizz team was undefeated. They'd already won at James Madison, and Richmond took them apart, and it was stunning to watch. But I'd, I'll never forget that defensive line for the Spiders. At that point, Montana had it rolling so hard that their offensive line was just was second to none. I mean, they, they were peerless. And there were some injuries that happened in that 2008 National Championship game, namely to Brent Russell, a buddy of mine and a guy who was uh, – a great offensive tackle for the Grizz. Uh, he had a horrible ankle injury that w- that blew up on him. But Lawrence Sidbury had one of the greatest single-game performances I have ever seen in my life, live and in person. Four sacks on that evening in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and a heartbreaking ending for the Grizzlies. Uh, but you have to just think, if you, if you think back to those Richmond teams and you think back to those Virginia teams in the early 2010s, Mike London has a pretty defined style, and it's one of toughness and, and one of, of bringing the hat. And so I think that's yeah, going to make this game so interesting because make no mistake, Montana State, for as calm and, and steady as their coaches, they've just straight bullied people for the last two months. I mean, they are just pushing people around. They are whipping people up front 
on both sides of the ball. I know the Bobcat defense has had some question marks, but most of those come from uh, the inconsistencies in their man coverage schemes on the back end. Their defensive They're front, still getting after it. Their defensive front has been great, and every coach talks about it. And so I, you know, I think that that's going to be such an intriguing deal because, I mean, to take nothing away from Montana or Weber State, I think this William & Mary team is going to be the toughest team I think Montana so. State's played in quite some time. Yeah, I think so too, Colton. They have tremendous size on both sides, especially on the offensive front, man, and they are big kids up there. And the quarterback has a lot of juice, so I agree. Talk to me about how well Mike London can probably recruit the, the Virginia area between William & Mary, Richmond, UVA. Right. I mean, this guy is probably knows every back road to get every good player out of that area. And guess what? One of the most football-rich areas in all of America. you got to anticipate, though, a, a, a challenge for them to come west. We haven't really defined whether this is exactly the stat, but we believe they've only played one game west of the Mississippi in their, in their entire program's history. They don't play a lot of Big Sky schools, and guess what, folks? There's only one conference in the FCS west of the Mississippi, and that's the Big Sky Conference. So that will be a challenge, to, to say the very least. We talked about the 10 p.m. body clock for, for William Mary and the, and the tribe there, but guess what, man? I guarantee there is no back down in that team. Absolutely. Uh, London, he won recently. The uh, There's an award for that area, uh, for the, the Hampton Roads area. Yeah, there's a bunch of awards for that whole area. For the uh, for the for He was the coach of the year in that area, so he knows that, that part of the country. There is uh, so, so many... Uh, great athletes that have come out of there. I mean, for those that are wondering, I mean, you're talking about Allen Iverson, Alonzo Mourning, I mean, on down, Michael Vick, they all hail from that Hampton Roads little region, and, and Mike London has been in and around that area on and off for uh, the majority of his coaching career, and he's been doing it for a really long time, 62 years old, and uh, perhaps the most impressive number on, on Mike London's resume is he is 6-1 and one in the FCS playoffs. They went 4-0 and oh at Richmond his first year, and uh, then they, his only FCS playoff loss is in the quarterfinals of the 2009 tournament, and then they got William & Mary's first playoff win last week, 54-14 over Gardner-Webb, the, the most uh, dominant win of the first or of the second round, excuse me, and the largest margin of victory thus far uh, in the FCS playoffs. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A couple of the players to watch. Uh, for the tribe, actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to we'll save our scouting in terms of the actual players for hour number two. So stick around. We got free pizza for you from Front Street Pizza. We also have Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. He uh, he and I recorded something earlier this week that we'll play for you, and we'll also hear from Ty Gregorak, longtime assistant coach throughout the Big Sky, and now one of our lead analysts at Skyline Sports. Hour one, Nuan is now in the books. Hour two, coming at you. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills. So all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.